0: Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has uh, some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. And I couldn't be more sucked in. I love love it. 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 You see, I want to live life better. Unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me. In all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah, bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions, I've got more. Listen in. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. There are so many friends in the business and those not in the business that told me Brandi Carlisle was one artist in which I needed to connect. I was fortunate, yeah, I was fortunate. To get to sit down with my traveling microphones in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the beautiful Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park on July 8th, 2012. Sunny, sunny, sunny on the outside. That's just the way I found Brandy to be. On the inside. Yeah. Here's why I um here's why I latched latched on to you. Is that a is that a good thing to say about <laughs> somebody don't you <laughs> don't know? <laughs> I went out looking for answers and never left town. I love that line. Oh yeah. Have you have you found any answers? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You keep finding answers?
1: I do. Yeah. And uh, more more than anything it's like I know about that syndrome of really wanting answers and not not knowing where or how to seek them, you know.
0: Not knowing how to seek them mm-hmm. what, what does that mean
1: um, i don't know i just think that wisdom isn't really acquired i think it just sort of happens to you hmm. when you don't think that it's happening to you and you don't believe that you are wise is when you know that you are when you think you've attained it, is just when you stopped learning things you know
0: <laughs> yeah but we do have to go out and, and try to find things obviously you are with that kind of line right you want rather than them just sort of glomming on to you <laughs> by yeah, walking just, through the woods
1: i just didn't have a concept of what the world was like until i'd seen a lot of it you know mm-hmm. and not that i'm one of those annoying traveling people that thinks oh i've seen everything now i know more than other people do because i've been other places right. in some ways i know less but
0: you know <laughs> well, i know i know i realize i, I know less I, i'd like to think i actually know more but <laughs> I'm not sure but is it a spiritual song that song looking out are you searching for some sort of spiritual connection there
1: um I, you know what it's always tied in You know it's probably Tied in there somewhere Yeah And uh Yeah Not being able to hear Wisdom because of youth Or or whatever it is
0: But Busyness Whatever Yeah Yeah Do you keep yourself Busy right now I think so Like too I mean, busy That's what I'm wondering You know what I mean How do you
1: I think I used to Keep myself too busy And yeah. now that I've been On the road for You know this Past month It's been Pretty laid back Pretty different than Than it has been In the past You know
0: is it because you're learning more how to balance your life?
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think coincidentally it just shifts, a shift just happens and it becomes more balanced whether whether it's my responsibility or not, you know. And it just happened when my sister, you know, came on the road with the baby and Phil and they got married and mm. you know, we all settled down, I got engaged and things just kind of shifted and became more balanced for all of us.
0: So is that what love does? Helps us balance things?
1: It can do the opposite, but for me it has <laughs>
0: for at least right now, yeah right? <laughs> because I know I almost think I almost wonder if that's what we're searching for when when we're looking for answers. are we really looking for love, are we looking for God? are we looking for human connection, because just having a baby out on the road, I would think would be a reminder every day of like, oh. This is what beautiful is,
1: right? Yeah, and everything, nothing matters. Like as soon as you see the baby, like if you're having a bad day or if just things are going wrong, and right. you're like, oh yeah, nothing like that matters. It's right. that's temporary. This is permanent. Yeah. You know?
0: Right. So, do you want to have kids someday?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Do you have plan? I mean, do you plan that now? Do you think about it now, or do you think, okay, once I get through two or three more years of career, ten more years of career, whatever it is? I mean, because. I think it'd be hard to be a mom and be on the road uh, don't know that I don't know just either think that right
1: yeah I'm not sure yeah. it doesn't seem hard for Tiffany but she's not performing every night yeah. um
0: or this kind of you know um request for your time right yeah I got to go into a room with a strange guy and two microphones you know so
1: yeah but it's not that big of a deal like right. if I had a baby there'd just be a baby here I would love that you know what I mean yeah I would love it too I don't think that I think that if there's anything I've learned, you know, if we're talking about balancing and shifts is that the boundaries of, of definition on things like families and relationships and mm-hmm. what a healthy lifestyle is versus an unhealthy lifestyle are just illusions. They're not, they don't really belong there. So it's like, I think being a mother or having children on the road would be whatever, um, it needed to be, hmm. you know?
0: So what do you mean illusions?
1: I just don't think that there is a very standard definition of what a family looks like right you know in a lot of different ways especially you know as this whole world gets older and older right becomes more and more diverse and we learn more and more about you know our previous ideas of what a successful right um family looks
0: like successful family Mm -hmm. quote unquote yeah right i wonder what that word means too because i've been thinking when i was when i was uh, when we were about to have a baby i was thinking i never thought about the word successful i did think about happy but i don't even know what happy means right Right. You know, I want it to be meaningful now. I want to find meaning for me and my now kids and right. wife and in our relationship and all that stuff. So yeah. So hard way home. Go to go to the new record, Bear Creek. Uh, isn't that about feeling some sort of regret, right? But figuring out some way to turn your life around.
1: It's a tongue-in-cheek way of acknowledging that you know we just learn our lessons the hard way,
0: hmm. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> try to do the right thing every now and then
1: yeah that's what i'd do if i could turn back time
0: yeah yeah turning back time time is such a funky thing isn't it yeah and i guess and just thinking about i guess i've i've come to a point where i appreciate where i'm at so i figure everything that i did was for the got me to where i'm at still doesn't mean i don't sit back and go wish wish yeah you know what i mean i know what you mean um save part of yourself kind of kind of diving into friendship world there are you or who
1: no you know what that's a song that tim wrote our guitar player tim and uh he wrote that song uh, we were in the colorado rocky mountains we were playing a place called mishawaka amphitheater he played that tune for me and it was must have been the scenery or the day but i was really really moved by it and felt that i could relate to that sentiment in so many ways Mm -hmm. that um you know i insisted that we record it right then and there which we did On the bus really and we used a lot of the tracks from what we recorded on the bus on the record but um it was about some things that had happened in his life that i was there for him through and Mm -hmm. i remembered seeing it and you know i remember when he went through his divorce and what he must have been talking about and Mm -hmm. really wanted to sing that song for that reason
0: if i have a sort of a wide wide view of all the all the songs that i've been through for you is it's about relationships and about how we get along with each other is that how is that how you see it? Or do you even think about that?
1: To me, I mean, that's the interesting thing. Interpersonal yeah. human relationships are the interesting thing to me.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the most complex thing that I think I can get a grip on. I'm, I'm no physicist, you know, so I'm not, <laughs> you know, constantly thinking about the, you know, outer boundaries of the universe or the God particle. I'm, I'm more thinking about spirituality, interpersonal relationships and how we relate to one another. So, mm-hmm. of course, that's what I tend to write about because I'm interested.
0: So is there a spirit moving between us right now? <laughs> I'm sure. Something. You know what I mean. I mean, I just—do you think about that kind of stuff when you're when you meet somebody, or whether they're a close friend you've known them forever, or if you just met somebody? I mean, do you think, okay, how's the spirit moving in this room or in this vicinity? Or how, is that—do you think about that kind of stuff? Or yeah, just,
1: I mean, I think there's a kismet in in any sort of meeting of of minds of any people. If if you just sort of go walk through life with the philosophy that we're all brothers and sisters somehow, mm-hmm. then yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which I do.
0: And where do you think you learned that? In church. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I learned that in church from as, a, as a young kid. That's always been my philosophy.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Still have the same sort of faith base that you had when we were a kid?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally? Completely. It's, but it's got less boundaries than it had when I was
0: a kid. Isn't that a good thing?
1: Yes. It's the greatest thing.
0: Because I think that's the hardest thing for people is once is that, is that learning that the boundaries actually confine that world.
1: Yeah, this guy Rob Bell, he's like one of my favorite writers. He wrote these really great books, one called Velvet Elvis, one called Love Wins. Oh, sure. He goes into this um, theory that like a person's faith should should be like a trampoline mm-hmm. or like some kind of a, you know, a stretching, moving, malleable material. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people's faith, are it's like a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And every single brick in a brick wall, like the one you're leaning against, has an integral integrity that supports the wall and if one of those bricks is gone the wall is compromised to the point of destruction it will fall down eventually yeah. whether it's going to happen today or tomorrow right and you don't want your faith to be like that because if every single stone in a stone wall or every single brick in a brick wall is a absolute is a belief mm-hmm. and one's removed what happens to your faith eventually mm-hmm. it's going to deteriorate mm-hmm. so it should be threads and strands that can stretch and repair themselves and move like with the boundaries of understanding as we get older I remember a time when, you know, I was here and talk in church about how, you know, cloning and stem cell research would be impossible and if it were in fact one day possible that it would challenge the existence of God. Well it doesn't challenge the existence of God in right. any way. Yeah, how can I? But that's But that's a brick in the wall of of faith right. and belief system that, that compromises its integrity.
0: Right. So do you have do you make sure you surround yourself with those conversations, with those types of people who can question things and and stretch and move those bricks around to put them in different places whether i mean you know what i mean the proverbial malleable brick
1: yeah i just i prefer speaking with people who have a more malleable faith and can expand um their understanding beyond the absolutes that they've probably been subscribing to since they were five six seven years old of sunday school age you know Mm -hmm. because the ambiguity of uh Scripture is fascinating and really beautiful.
0: My the thing I keep leaning on right now is that I think somewhere in the Bible it says like God is beyond all understanding. Yeah. And I have If to, you
1: understood it, you'd blow your mind. <laughs> exactly.
0: But yet <laughs> how much energy do I put into trying to understand it? And trying to understand what moves you and what moves me and why this was moved and why this person ended up with cancer and blah blah blah. Yeah.
1: Or more importantly, trying to convince everyone else that you understand it. <laughs> that you have solid healthy overview and there are absolutes those are the kinds of things that become destructive
0: but those are the things that people that i think a lot of people are attracted to is that black and white world decisiveness
1: and yeah yeah safe safe yeah
0: safe where does that where does safe get us right everything isn't a double yellow line no we got to pass things once in a while or or pull off the road and and discover
1: if we hadn't moved past things you know, throughout the last two hundred years in faith, what do you think our society would be right now? What would we be doing to each other?
0: Yeah, right. Well, in my head, this type of conversation keeps that sort of faith alive. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I sometimes I step into various churches and I kind of go, "Wow, you people are going nowhere." You know, but yet it's a thriving organization that, and they believe that, and that's when I get all caught up in the. Minutia of what is this all about, you know what I mean? And, and kind of wish I could figure it out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have a, a grip on it, but my theory of the day is that.
0: My theory of the day, so I- beautiful, thank
1: you. <laughs> so always changing, <laughs> is that people just really crave assurances in life. And yeah. church makes some assur- assurances to that, to a very specific kind of person mm-hmm. that are irresistible,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. So jump back into a song uh, that wasn't me. About I think there's a strength inside that you're that you're talking about there, aren't you?
1: Somehow, yeah. Yeah.
0: Trusting yourself. I was not asking you to move on or forget, but but these are better days. To be honest, yeah, wrong. it's
1: about an a- it's about an addict, you know, sort of asking for forgiveness and but realizing that there's serious wreckage beyond uh, just a simple, you know, sentiment. And it's about acknowledging that people left in the wake of addiction have a lot to overcome as well, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, because that baggage I carry for that person too, right?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, It's a total al on kids song, you can tell. <laughs> you can tell I know the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: keep your heart young. There I think we're looking back and, and, and thinking happy thoughts.
1: Yeah, Tim wrote that tune.
0: Did he? Okay. Yeah,
1: and I really gravitated towards it immediately but didn't think I would ever end up singing it because I, I sort of thought it was like a boy song or something mm. Mm. but after some reflection and after singing it a couple of times for fun just hanging around jamming I was like you know what I do relate to this song mm. in a really big way
0: another looking back song is 100 right yeah you know wondering what what, what it would be like if
1: yeah if you got that far if you get that far kind and of I hope thing. we do yeah
0: I hope I do How's that for selfish right Right <laughs> So we can And then we can do an interview On in what about uh, 70 more years
1: And also You know Realizing that Every birthday Like every year Is like you're, you're pretty lucky To get one you know And making the promise To remember everything And stuff
0: So do you feel lucky Because you've used The word lucky In, in, in your songs But but even just from, from this conversation You must feel blessed right
1: Oh yeah I use that word a lot too You know
0: Right But I, I don't know Maybe Because maybe, when I hear The word lucky I wonder That sort of I sort of always latch onto that and again to use that phrase because i think i wonder if that's how how somebody feels because luck,
1: lucky is just like i don't a know dumb, if there's
0: luck out there but probably not but it's, it's just feeling. like
1: a dumb luck way of saying basically i don't deserve this <laughs> yeah. i didn't do anything for this yeah i just it's just i'm lucky you know
0: yeah yeah uh i promise to keep more more about searching and searching for light in in life is that how you saw it
1: something like that i mean the way I saw that song when I first heard it was like I thought the lyrics were incredibly sad Mm -hmm. just about you know getting stuck while the world's moving on sort of past you and that um, what you're looking for even you can't what you're asking people to do for you you can't even do you know for them in return which is just a bleak space to be in I think right
0: right then then I dovetail it a little bit with Rise Again you know just trying to surrender that sort of thought maybe i'm dovetailing too much but
1: oh, I, I don't know i mean i don't think so the same people wrote these songs so they're certainly tied together somehow aren't they
0: <laughs> and who and tim did, who wrote tim, did tim write those too
1: me and tim wrote that one. yeah okay
0: yeah. uh in the morrow trying to figure out life in that did you write, you write the lyrics to that because I, that's, wrote,
1: I wrote the lyrics in the verses you can really tell the, well, the w- a different person from the verses than the choruses <laughs> um nope. he, he played me the chorus to um in tomorrow and i was like oh my gosh you know this is amazing because it's true it's like it's so funny how i accept different phases in life like i just i don't think i ever will be able to accept it you know like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know oh my god if this relationship ends i'll never accept it and then it ends and you're like oh yeah we do always find a way to carry on or someone passes away that you just you couldn't imagine living without and you're like okay no i I do, I, ca- I do still actually carry on like mm-hmm. the world keeps turning even after I lose this job or this person or this relationship and I thought that it spoke um, kind of monumentally to just the, a human being's ability to be resilient and overcome things
0: yeah you know I, I've been interviewing a lot of elderly people and I find it they've been through so much more than I think I would ever go through from wars and all that stuff and I would so sort of my question is how'd you make it through that you just did and isn't that almost that's the best advice sometimes isn't it? rather than you know we're here dissecting the nth degree of how we feel and all that stuff it's like well how'd you how'd you make it when your husband died in the war hmm? had to
1: yeah <laughs> or just <laughs> I don't clear. know even right like who knows
0: right oh. but
1: just it's funny how we just accept just accept things and kind of walk along
0: yeah well, then the juxtaposition of the last song, "Just Kids," I think is is so cool, and it works so well right there, right? You think so? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that wondering about life thing after you've sort of you're trying to figure out life throughout it, and then all of a sudden you go back into putting on your your kids hat and go. Hmm,
1: yeah, it's like where. a reverse poem, right? Of how um, you know the things around us change, but I don't think really innately we do. Mm-hmm. We acquire things. You know, it's like a video game. We collect little tools and swords and defense mechanisms and things like that. But I don't think like the core of who we are changes from the time that we're like two years old. I think it's, I think it comes, it happens when we're really tiny. Mm. I love that Enneagram book for that reason. It's like so based on child psychology in that way. Right. But just kids kind of came from that, um, me reading that book and stuff and doing the personality test on my bandmates and shit. It was really fun. Um, you know, it starts out as this like kind of teenage point of view, Mm-hmm and then into childhood and then it ends in this infancy you know oh wow and that y- you're talking about moving to another city and staying up all night in the beginning of the song and then it just regresses until you're just hoping that someone will come when you call
0: so cool isn't it so I'm gonna go in reverse now and go back to a few old songs can we do that sure old, older songs yeah <laughs> what does old songs mean <laughs> that sounds weird, I don't know it? older songs um how about falling apart again
1: Fall Apart Again is the first song
0: I ever heard the. Fall
1: Apart Again, sorry. Oh, it's all right. uh, Fall Apart Again is the first song I ever heard the twins do. And I was totally fascinated by it and in love with it. And um, I didn't have the nerve to ask them if I could sing it yet. And then I heard the story. And uh, I asked them if I could sing that song. And they said, yeah, you can sing any of our old songs. And I was like, okay, well, I want to sing the story and Fall Apart Again then. (laughs) (laughs) And those are the songs we brought into our band from the twins' previous musical uh, endeavor.
0: Endeavor. Yeah. How about uh, 60 Years On?
1: 60 Years On, I think, is um, probably my in my top three favorite Elton John songs of all time. Oh, okay. It's on 1969 Didn't know that. Uh, Elton John, Elton John. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he feels singing that song now that he's right.
0: 65. Right. And how you'll feel about it. in... At that time
1: I, The lyrics are funny It's like Who locked me down To church When I'm 60 years of age I mean That dude's still Jumping off pianos And shit You know <laughs> Nobody's walking him Down to anything <laughs> He's probably winning Fist fights
0: Yeah right uh, How about What can I say
1: What can I say Is um, a song That we uh, Tacked on to Brandy Carlile Brandy Carlile After we had um, Oh was it mm. After we had recorded Our demos Columbia signed us And said You guys gotta
0: go Record three more songs mm.
1: So we recorded What can I say Closer to you and something never comes.
0: Uh, is that song, what can I say, about kind of feeling emptiness and, and, and searching for, I don't know, aliveness?
1: I love that the title of the song just sums it up. You know, what can I say?
0: <laughs> that is such a good answer. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, if There Was No You from Giving Up the Ghost. That's so, yeah, If There Was No You. I love that. I, I'll just say that, that the title sums it up, right? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it does. And it's just like a reformation of my thoughts. Um, you know, it's a sequel to some other songs that I'd written. There's some things I was wrong about. And, uh, it's, it's funny because I, it was the only song I've ever written that only has a positive sentiment attached to it. There's no, uh, counterbalance of ache or longing in any way. It's,
0: Mm -hmm. it's just what it is. Now, how about back to the story, uh, record if I can, have you ever, are you searching for yourself? Searching for God in that song?
1: No, I came home one day um, and I drove down my driveway and I found Phil basically naked in my yard Hmm. with like um, a little outfit made out of ferns and a homemade spear and bow and arrow walking around. And I don't know if he was just like smoking cigars all day and just he just he wrote that song just wandering around my property naked i had just bought these five acres and he was exploring them he was sure he'd find area like he'd find uh, arrowheads and shit out there so (laughs) it's just one of the weird things he did
0: the weirdness yeah uh i love i love that when somebody writes about sort of discontentedness is that a word i guess it is but uh, that's what i kind of pulled from losing heart
1: yeah yeah it was it's about um yeah, it's about, it's about what it, what it sounds like. It, at that time, um, me and the twins had been working really, really hard and living almost exclusively in a van by touring on the road all the time. And I was having voice problems, and I was Balance having anxiety problems. problems yeah, exactly. and, um, and I was just wondering if I was losing heart. But that lasted about five minutes.
0: Whoa. Well, I think, did you write Turpentine because of that? When you're caving in?
1: Um, I wrote Serpentine um, before I met the twins uh, when I was in around 19 years old mm. about um, a growing separation that was happening between me and my brother, huh. who's almost a twin brother. And uh, we were musical together just like the twins are. Yeah. And he was just kind of taking another path, and it was happening really slowly. And I was noticing that, you know, when you're a kid and you're, you're fighting over something in the yard and you get in a fist fight, you can punch each other in the face and like a half an hour later, you're building forts again and it's right, no big sure. deal. But as you get older, even a, a harsh word or um, you know a bad phone call can have can leave these lasting scars and impressions. Yeah. And I was w- cautioning that I was noticing those that those cuts were taking a little longer to heal. Right. And that's what turpentine is about. When it says, I'm warning you, that we're growing up.
0: Hm. I, I find it amazing how much power we sort of give that the, the when negative, I'll say people, but things like that happen, that we just we just give them so much power sometimes and I
1: Especially when you're a teenager. I mean, I, I have a lot of grace for myself around that because yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that if if they had dug up their made notebook from, you know, 17 years old in high school, yeah, would really be going right on about so, the crap they'd written.
0: So is my song about the same sort of
1: it is it's part of the same trilogy perceptive my song turpentine and wasted They're all about the same thing. Okay, and if there was no you is the sequel to those songs. Oh, I see because Down the road almost 10 years you know my brother has three kids and a really great wife and he has a really cool life And it took me this long to go. Oh, yeah, you know what? I went this way And you went that way, but you didn't go the wrong way, and I went the right way.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. That's not what happened. You both went different ways.
1: Yeah, but you have narrow perception of that when you're young, you know?
0: Sure. Well, especially when you have dreams, especially, I think, when you're having dreams of grandeur, of artistry, right? Yeah. Because this is the path you're going, and you're on, stay on this path.
1: Yeah, that's what turning 30 was all about. I mean, I had a song when I was 18 called Until I Die. It's on the story. Mm -hmm. And the line in it says, you know, followers living in their hollow words I've seen their nine to fives wash away their dreams and I turned 30 and I suddenly realized that you know there's a whole half of my dreams that my 24-7 road life is washed away Mm -hmm. and I think other people turn 30 and they realize their nine to fives have washed away their dreams of grandeur or career or self-seeking self importance you know enlightenment but then People that have been seeking that exclusively for ten years might have seen their domestic self wash away.
0: Right. So, you happy about all this path so far? Yeah. I mean, thrilled. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm. I'm actually pretty genuinely happy, especially now that I kind of caught myself in mid obsession and realized that I can balance them.
0: What? What were you obsessed about?
1: Well, just what I was mentioning. Oh, just, just that stuff. Career. Okay. Right, okay. You know, focus.
0: Yeah, okay. Tunnel hey, vision. Hey, one more song off of the story is Again Today. Mm hmm. About feeling weak during that time.
1: Again just, Today might be like a prequel in some ways to That Wasn't Me.
0: Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Like right.
1: catering to, needing to, um, needing to cater to uh, instability or people that you admire and look up to wanting to take care of them when really the roles should be reversed kind of thing
0: so is that is that how you write is when when you are moved by something inside of you almost about yourself or about somebody really close to you and that's you have to just get it out and it's maybe even therapeutic for you
1: yeah and then the feelings evolve and change as you change and grow and then more songs happen and it just becomes this evolution
0: mm-hmm.
1: of one feeling that you know four or five records down the road right. may have done a complete 180 you never know
0: <laughs> do you even think about where the music business is going i mean is do you think it'll always be albums for you and because i wonder you right is it is it always going to sort of be a, a group of songs that that you
1: i just don't really care there's so many things i want to do that I don't really care what it turns into, whether it turns into albums or singles or whether the, you know, major labels take a nosedive and the indies explode again like in the 90s or whether mm-hmm. the entire thing implodes and nobody even pays for music anymore. I actually, just don't care as long as people still come to see you play, which they always will. Art survived the Great Depression and art survives, you know, every influx of technology and greed and it always will, you know, I, I played with Dave Matthews last night, two nights at Alpine Valley, 38,000 people per night. Hmm. And then I realized, yeah, you know what, what I do isn't going away.
0: Right. No, it's not. No. And I almost wish, I almost think for an artist, let me say out loud, here's, here's idea man, Frank going on, right? I almost wish it were the 1800s and the only way you could hear music is you'd have to go to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there would be songs that you would perform and only perform and never record. Because I am telling you, there are times when I don't take the time to go see a show. Because, yeah, you know what? I've got the music, I, I got can... the record. Yeah, That's right. just that
1: they're playing the tracks anyway. They're just everything's <laughs> canned. <laughs> and I know what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly so, what you mean.
0: So put it, just do a couple of songs that you never record. And... I do. Do you do you already? Well, see, what am I? I am just I am behind, right?
1: Quite a few. I have the same exact um, uh, feeling that you do about it, and I do songs live much different than they're recorded. Sometimes, like I'll just no drums, just totally acoustic. Or a, t- a song that's acoustic on the record, make it a full band, Radiohead right. production, you know?
0: Hey, I love that. Yeah, yeah me because too. It's be- because it has to be an experience, right? Yeah, it does. A- not, and not only for us, but for you too, right? That's right. That's a good thing. Hey, thanks for the time.
1: Bud, thank you for the time. I love talking to you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And they played Bohemian Rhapsody that night. <laughs> Of all the songs I thought she might cover, that only entered my mind as a lark. She also did a stunning encore of Hallelujah. Oh, wow, well, it's great. I can only assume either is easily searchable on YouTube. Yeah, I love this conversation with Brandon. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching, don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and Anywhere. anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get, listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper.